0: You are Locked on Hawks Postcast, part of Locked on Atlanta on the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Locked on Hawks Postcast, your home for the best Hawks talk. It's local insight you can't get anywhere but here at Locked on. I'm Tanitra Batiste. Alongside me is Deshaun Tate. Today's episode is brought to you by Fan. We'll make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 dollars money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduelcom slash Locked On to get started. The Locked On Hawks postcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Deshaun, home cooking seemed to work for the Hawks, now we'll deep dive on how the Hawks put in pretty much a full 48 in the end one, and we'll talk about what's next, but first, Let's get T and Tate's takes on what went down tonight. And you said it was do what you're supposed to do 2.0.
1: Yeah, for sure. Part two all over again. And that kind of stemming from the last game where we saw where the Hawks kind of got beat up on a little bit because they were missing pieces. The other team did what they were supposed to do. Well, this time. It's kind of reversed and flip side a little bit where the Hawks did what they were supposed to do and beat up on a team and do any and everything they can to prevent being the team that breaks a 23-game losing streak. Now that's extended to 24, so they don't have to be nearly as concerned. It was close. I don't know. It was was a little tight. A 16-point, I think 17-point deficit was cut down into like single digits, I think at five at one point in time. But the Hawks prevail, and um, they know what it's like, maybe not necessarily to be a team that, you know, 20 you know have a 23 or 24 game losing streak but just one that gets picked on by everybody and they uh they developed and and matured and grew as a team that's something that the Pistons have to do ultimately is learn how to win and good thing that they didn't do it against the Hawks tonight
0: indeed it would be so disappointing and not much fun to be on this postcast tonight if we were talking about a Hawks loss to the Pistons. So now the Hawks have won two of their three games with the Pistons. So at least they're insured a series season series win against the Pistons this season. Now, interestingly enough, like you said, and we'll talk a little bit about that in the end one, there were some challenges that uh, definitely happened with Kate Cunningham and how he was able to go off once again, After 51 years, but I want to actually just wing? talk 5-5? about the the things in this Hawks performance that I saw that I liked that were good. And one of the things that I kind of pointed out or one of the things that maybe stood out to me is, hey, you play a full 48, 48 is 48 is 48. You walk away with a win, then that means you play 48 minutes, which they had to. They had to play all the way to the bitter end in order to get this win. But I did like the fact that I saw six players in double digits, and I really like that combo of when Anyaeko okongwu and Clint Capella are out there. I think that's a good. I think that's a good combo because the Hawks obviously are always kind of the smaller team. Most teams come in and kind of best them, for lack of a better term, on um, size. And so this is kind of their version of getting around that, especially you know in the absence of Jalen Johnson. And I want to point out one thing that I know is going to make you smile a little bit because I call him out when he's no good or nothing is being contributed by DeAndre Hunter. I'm going to give him his flowers tonight because he had a nice stat line of 19 points on seven of 15 shooting three of six. From five of six, excuse me, from deep. Let me give him all his credit in just 30 minutes. So that's a pretty solid game from him. And also there were some critical moments where the Pistons were trying to score and he was he stopped them with authority. So he's one that I wanted to point out as far as the starters. Because of course, the obvious is Trey balling out for the fourth straight game with 31 points, 14, uh, 15 assists, and that being his fourth game of that 30 plus, 10 plus. Uh, points to assist combo of a double-double. But on the other side, who only played 23 minutes, but it felt like a full 48, because anytime I can look at a stat line from Yeko Okongwu and see 14 points in 23 minutes on five or six shooting, and you guessed it, just two personal fouls, <laughs> that is a good stat line for a double-o
1: that it is the first thing is talking about deandre hunter and yes we do give credit we do give flowers on this program which he definitely deserves we always give it where it's due i don't feel like that's something that we never have a problem with doing and that we typically always do the issue that we typically have is okay now what does it look like next game yeah um that's kind of either between that (laughs) between that and injury being injury prone right Um, But as you know, that, you know, they went to him often and early. He scored the team's first six points. I feel like we said that a couple of games ago, probably about two weeks ago or something like that, where they kind of started out by going to him, trying, I I feel like they kind of realized they kind of need that confidence booster a little bit. And then talking about Oyeka Okongu, who, you know, you definitely, that's something that we typically don't get a chance to look at too much is whether it be him in the starting lineup or him playing alongside Clint Capella. He's usually always the one coming in the game for Clint Capella. Um, Um, with some of that defensive prowess amongst other things. But it looks like, you know, as much as we give Trey Young his flowers for being a guy that can score so many points and distribute and facilitate the basketball, some of the reasons why he has so many assists, you got to give credit to the guy who's on the receiving end of that. In most cases prior to this year, the guy who was mostly on the receiving end of those lobs amongst other things was John Collins. In a game like tonight, even if only tonight or mostly tonight, was Oyeko Okangu? Sure, there's some by Clint Capella here and there between last year, the previous years, and this year, but certainly Oyeko Okangu showed himself um, that he could be uh, on the recipient as far as that goes and we saw some other interesting things on tonight i mean we had one bogdanovich out another bogdanovich in we've seen the number two pick from 2018 nba draft against the number five pick from the 2018 nba draft sadiq bay playing against his former team so there was just a lot of moving parts no bogdanovich obviously one of the concerning parts for me if there if i had to find one somewhere for atlanta was that two of their Front court starters didn't play either. That being Isaiah Stewart, and that being Jalen Duran. But uh, make no mistake about it, nobody's gonna have any, you know, remorse or hard feelings, you know, sympathy on them because nobody had it on Atlanta when they were missing their pieces just not that long ago. So good win for the Hawks. A win is a win. Um, But you know what? I'll I'll get. I'll tell you this one last thing, Tanisha. Is I, I I give them credit because you know what. This is a team like the Pistons that is starving for a win. And 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 the Hawks could have very much easily given this one to them and had the egg all over their face. Yeah. Uh, but that obviously wasn't the case. Um and at some point really soon I think we're gonna see the Pistons, you know, gain a little bit of confidence, have a little bit of pride and end up beating a team. I'm just glad that it wasn't the Birds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, the other bird in this town already did. Yeah. Other bird in this town already didn't beat you.
1: said it. You said it. Not me.
0: Yeah. No. So we were like, you know, thinking like, no, not two of our teams going down to two teams. They're not supposed to. So legit. The Hawks did do what they were supposed to do. And we know from watching the Hawks take on the Pistons for the last couple of years, they're pesky. They just bother the Hawks. They win or they like take them down to the very wire, no matter how awful they're doing. They could have come into a game. Obviously, this was a 23-game losing streak, but they've had times where they come in with, you know, a two-game losing streak, a five-game losing streak, a 10-game losing streak, and they've given the Hawks the absolute blues. But one more thing before we head out of this into this break is going back to something you said about Bogdan Bogdanovich not being there, and this is kind of his time because he's been. Uh, He he literally has been playing heavy minutes. I was surprised, but pleased that uh, Clint Capella was able to get in there despite having the right knee uh, soreness that put him in a day-to-day status. But the reason I bring up bogey is because for the Hawks to shoot 44% from the three-point line without Bogdan Bogdanovich in the lineup, Mm -hmm. that is very, very impressive. They started the game five for five from beyond the arc and they never let up and, and that's
1: I- a very i was gonna say that's a very good point to by you mentioning that also considering the fact i think we asked what the last game what are the realistic expectations for both matthews between garrison and wesley both of them came in contributed A fairly decent amount on the offense end, but I think they both stuck out like a sore thumb on the defensive end, if not anything else. And then you got a chance to see your boy Seth Lundy. I think Quinn Snyder was definitely listening to the postcast (laughs) when you mentioned that the other day. You seen Seth Lundy get in the game and uh, get an opportunity to get his uniform, you know, a little sweaty.
0: Indeed, indeed. Now we're going to deep dive more on Hawks Pistons in the and one when we come back. This episode of the Locked On Postcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. Now, these days, every new potential hire can feel like it's a high-stakes wager if you're a small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free, so you add your job. And then you add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Again, LinkedIn jobs, you find qualified candidates you want faster, you post your job for free at linkedin.com slash nba that's linkedin.com slash locked on nba to post your job for free terms and conditions apply all right time for the and one the hawks spent a lot of time speaking of an and one at the charity strike tonight making 22 of their 27 free throws around 82 percent what did you see in the hawks That was a little more aggressive or made them a little more aggressive in getting to the hoop tonight, because in addition to getting through to that free throw line, you see them uh, with points in the paint of 54. And even though they got outscored of points in the paint, the reason I bring that up is because it still looked better inside than it did against the Cavs on Saturday.
1: Well, I think the reality is a couple of things. And some of those things, Tanisha, we already mentioned. One of them is just simply the health of this team. They had two guys that was healthy between, you know, Oyeko, Kangoo, uh, especially on the defensive end. Um, Clint Capella as well, obviously. Um, and, you know, DeAndre Hunter, who unfortunately has to sometimes, you know, be available to play the four position a lot of times. Um, so I think that helped with the combination of, Like we said, Isaiah Stewart and Mm -hmm. um, Jalen Duren, you know, not being available. And to be honest with you, Marvin Bagley and James Wiseman is not necessarily the defenders that those other two guys are either. Um, So having some confidence to go to the basket and do whatever it is that you want to do if you're the Hawks I think helps too just because I don't always love it when you're reading the name on the on on the front of the uniform all the time uh, because sometimes teams t- tend to play down to their competition but sometimes I like it especially in this instance where they do read the name on the front of the jerseys because I need you to realize that you're playing up against the Detroit Pistons tonight I need you to realize that it's okay to go in there against them and not act scary you know and, and get into the free throw line there's nothing that i love more than getting to the charity stripe i call it the uh free space on a bingo card that is the one shot that i do feel like you should make i know that it's easier said than done especially from the lazy boy uh like myself uh but nonetheless you know being able to get there those are free points and to be honest with you if they didn't get to the cup as much as they should have as much as they did tonight Mm -hmm. it's crazy to think that there is a good chance that they probably would have lost this game
0: yeah, I mean, that's, that's honestly a, a good assessment. And I think that when you look across the space, what I like about it as well is you're seeing efficient games, right, by each of the starters where you got DeAndre Hunter, seven makes of 15 shots. Sadiq Bay eight out of 15. Capella, 7-11. Trey, eight of 17. And DeJounte Murray, eight of 13. So you also saw when they did get the opportunity to shoot the field goals they took them but also the free throw makes I think are important because there were a couple of games of recent where the Hawks had been uncharacteristic in missing free throws mm-hmm. and left a lot of points on the board and you could talk about that with the game Saturday there were just a couple threes made or more free throws made and that would have been a different story coming out of Cleveland so it, it was important and also I think like you said you had Onyeka Okongwu and Clint Capella in at the same time. So that gives you the opportunity to do what you couldn't do in that Cavaliers game because Capella was hurt. You're able to clean up a little bit better on the boards and kind of win that battle, uh, especially with the defensive rebounds because he's back now who they didn't win any, any trophies, any awards or battles against Kate Cunningham. He torched the Hawks, For 43 points, and Deshaun, he did it from everywhere. The field, beyond the arc, the free throw line, and DeJounte Murray had that assignment. So is Cunningham's strong performance because DJ didn't get it done, or is it just because he's that good?
1: He's just that good. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't think that Cade Cunningham is nearly the player um, that – Detroit wants him to be. Can he score? Can he do that on a regular basis? Absolutely. I know they want him to facilitate and do some other things. He can go out there and do have one of these performances uh and contribute the same way that he did tonight every single night, but I think they want him to get other guys involved. You got Jaden Ivy, some other athletes, Bogdanovich, uh, Boyanovich rather, um, you know, played extremely well. I think he had about 25 tonight. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, K can do this at will, but will it equate into wins, um, that I'm not so sure, uh, i think he's just he's just that good i mean it's a quiet anything he does is always going to be quiet that's probably just Mm -hmm. his demeanor in general anyways um a lot of times atlanta do does tend to sometimes you know kind of struggle um with you know some of those guards i mean we saw it in uh halliburton we saw it in maxi we saw it in Mm -hmm. you know some of these all these different players um tonight just happened to be cade cunningham but Um, you know, I, I think that just ultimately he's just, he's, he's a good player. Some players you're going to be able to say, you know what, I'm gonna let him go out there and get his, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm not going to let the other people around us beat us. And, um, I think that it was, you know, ultimately it was just that simple, but not terrible defense in the worst of ways, regardless how well Detroit shot it from three, where I think 40% and 51% from the field. Atlanta Mm -hmm. came into this game ranked number five in the NBA in steals and also in forced turnovers. Mm -hmm. Didn't do that as much on tonight as as you can see that uh, Detroit got out to getting some fast break points amongst other things, but Atlanta still found a way to pull out the victory. And that was, you know, a little bit of a contrast of styles.
0: Yeah, and I think this was just a reminder not to say, obviously Trey played well offensively and to some degree defensively, and so did DJ if you take away this K Cunningham piece or don't make that the entirety of what DJ did on the other side. But I will say this. This is another one of those situations where we could say our backcourt is just as talented, if not more, Hawks, and here's the Pistons' backcourt mostly kate cunningham but i mean Jaden ivan ivy had a nice night as well so when does it get put together meaning trey and Dejounte both have a good night and they simultaneously stop the other backcourt from having a good night i think that's kind of that next level that we're looking for and we're also next level looking for yes you won the game but here's the thing you control the game from the opening tip and then all of a sudden pesky fourth quarter you got out 40 to 34 so with that the hawks taking their foot off the gas being careless or the pistons showing that same fight they always do because you know they're not an easy out for the hawks
1: yeah no doubt it's a stand and fight type of mentality they're all so much all about their culture the same way miami and some of these other teams are look they know how bad that they are make no mistake about it but they also know that they're gonna go out there and you know fight tooth and toenail, if that's what they have to do to try and find a way to pull out a win. Um, Marvin Bagley, you know, stepped up quite a bit more on tonight. James Wiseman, surprisingly enough, somebody that, you know, hadn't uh, has been playing, you know, a lot better as of late, but didn't have an outstanding game on tonight either. So give credit on the defensive side to the Hawks front court and whatnot. But I think it is just a moment of time before we are able to see, you know, the backcourt for the Atlanta Hawks between DeJounte and Trey kind of put it together a little bit more and I feel optimistic because you know what it's not even about beating the Pistons or making an impressive win because we know that it's not that um, but you know you have to find a way to gut out wins against teams that are really starving for a victory much like they were Atlanta Hawks was also starving for a victory because they've had quite a few recent losses as well but sometimes it's just impressive enough of the fact that I, again I keep saying this over and over I think that we've seen some of the best from some of the other teams that are ranked higher right now than the Hawks, and they're still trying to get some things together. Plus, fingers, toes, eyes, tees, and everything else crossed, as I always say, that we will see another addition after the All Star break for the Hawks front court. So, the closer that we get each day that the sun comes up, the closer I think we are to maybe add another piece and seeing what this team ultimately can really, really do.
0: Indeed, and they'll have an opportunity to prove themselves. Well. For starters, going on the road against another subpar team. We'll talk about it in Who Got Next. So it's going to be a cold, cold week leading up to Christmas. It's that time when everybody wants to stay indoors, which means you might want to check out some things that you just haven't had the time to check out. And FanDuel is one of them. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And who doesn't need money right about now for those last minute gifts? So, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. This is such an easy app to use, very user friendly, and it gives you a wide range of betting options. You can go to see or check out and determine. Who's going to cover the spread? It goes into player props, over-unders, and so much more. But if you want to know more about it and see what this app has to offer, real easy for you. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. And this will help you not so much to kick off the NFL season, but I'd say like close out the NFL season for a whole bunch of teams. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. So the Hawks made a quick trip home, little home cooking kind of helped their cause. And now they're going right back on the road to face the Rockets on Wednesday. At least they'll get a little bit of a respite tomorrow. But ultimately speaking, the Rockets can, you know, they they can do some things that might shock. And it's that scene where you got to be careful that you're not looking ahead to the game on Friday with the heat in Miami. And that you keep yourself focused on this Houston game. And what the keys are to getting a win on that first stop.
1: I'm going to be honest with you, Tanisha. Like, there are a couple of things that I would like to see transpire throughout the, you know, duration or course of the game where they have, you know, against Houston. Houston has been one of those sneaky, you know, teams this year where they've been looking really good as of late, obviously picking up, you know, some very critical pieces between uh, Fred Van Vliet, um, Dylan Brooks being another one of those guys. They're adding to some of those young core pieces. Guess what? This Houston Rockets team was just essentially to a degree, one way or another, the Detroit Pistons from last year. this year's Pistons, but of last year. Um, And so from that standpoint, you know, they've definitely got a lot of youth, a lot of energy, but they know the difference between them and Detroit is they know how to close out some games. They know how to win some games, and they've grown a lot by adding some of those pieces Mm -hmm. that have mature game. Um, So I'd definitely like to see Atlanta kind of cut down on the turnovers in comparison to what they did tonight. 18 Mm -hmm. turnovers, nearly 20 is Far too many started getting a little bit sloppy. And I think one of the reasons for that was because they were playing a young, pesky, like you said, Detroit team. Mm-hmm. Houston is very much that as well yeah. and got some players that can also frustrate you too. Um trying to manage some of the fast break points. Obviously, Detroit didn't do a good job. I'm sorry. Atlanta didn't do as good of a job on that against Detroit on tonight. That's something else that I want to see them kind of correct on yeah. the next game and continue to knock down these free free throws and continue to crash the boards and get rebounds. I don't know these days who's going to be active and who won't for Atlanta. It feels like hopefully that we get, you know, guys to either come back or just remain in the lineup and in the rotation regularly like we saw on tonight. Um, but you're definitely going to have to bring your A-game, come with some confidence, and certainly have some pride because you're going on the road against a Houston team that has, I don't even think Houston's won any games on the road, but since they're at home, as impressive as they have looked, all of that has come at home. They look totally different, and um, I'll be honest with you. they uh, Atlanta will have their work cut out. This is not your old Houston Rockets team that you've been seeing over the course of the last two or three years.
0: Yeah, because just like the Hawks, gave it everything and just kind of fell short with the Cavs on Saturday. Same with the Rockets. They have to take on the Cavs tonight and lost in overtime by five. But when you look at the stat line, it's going to be a a bit of a tall order because one area where they dominated the Cavs was inside. They had more points in the paint. So that's something that we'll have to look out for. And maybe you'll probably see the CC double duo early and maybe even often so that they can stave that off. And the other thing you mentioned was, you know, the, the rebounding. And they actually out-rebounded Cleveland. So that's something to think about as well, like making sure that you don't allow, especially allow them to get second chance points because they, they out-did Cleveland on both offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds. And to your point, they're sneaky good at taking the ball as well because they are tonight so it's almost like they're a team that's very much molded in the shape of the the, in the shape of the Hawks and they kind of do some of the same things that the Hawks do well so the Hawks have to just everything that they've done well tonight and everything that they do well since Houston plays a similar game they're going to have to make sure that they take the time to do the same and be ready to rock and roll against this like I said this Houston Rockets team that does, does look like the, the pesky Pistons of last season. Mm-hmm. And they've been getting really good uh, contributions, especially from Fred Van Bleet. That's been a nice uh, add on to that team. And they got a lot from their bench. And so, like you said, it'll be interesting to see who we get out on the court come Wednesday because looking at their bench and how they produced and how they kept the Rockets in this game. Hawks might have to bring Bogey out come Wednesday because they may need all guns, not just the starters. So, we appreciate you guys for stopping by Locked on Hawks postcast, where we will talk Hawks every single post game and give you our reaction. But also, thank you so much for liking us and subscribing on YouTube. And if you haven't already, just go ahead and do that. And of course, don't forget to stop by the Locked on Hawks post, the Locked on Hawks podcast because our guy Brad Rowland gives you the tea as well. We will catch you up or catch up with you on Wednesday.